everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. We are really excited to be here to talking about some obscure, underrated, this month, uh, underrated animation. We like to do this every month. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and my good friend Stanford is here. Hi. Hey. So how are you? How are you holding up hey, during this craziness? <laughs> I, you know, I'm practicing social distancing still. Yes. Daily. Yes. And, and, uh, staying healthy and 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 i hope the same for you my friend this is yeah. a, a weird time and thank goodness for movies oh my gosh yes <laughs> i <laughs> so grateful uh it has been it's been challenging and i haven't been 100 percent well really since uh i've had this weird kind of cough and just some i don't know just some weird breathing problems since really since sundance and yeah. uh but uh, I luckily I got tested and I am I'm negative on the corona, so it's just one of those sort of uh, colds, yes. the respiratory things. Grateful yes, for that. <laughs> so grateful and uh, and yeah, I have been. Uh, I'd actually I hadn't realized that I had gotten the TCM had been taken from my cable. I, I hadn't realized because I, oh, and so boo. I know I was like, what? Boo. And so I had to sign up for, because I definitely wanted to watch the, uh, the festival. Yes. Up. And yeah. yeah. And I knew they were also having the Mankiewicz weekend also. Yes. So I really wanted to watch that. And so I had to add the sports package. Yes. Is that the weirdest thing? It's I mean, so weird. I mean, that. <laughs> That happened to me, you know, months ago. I like yeah. realized, like, excuse me, what happened to TCM? So I call Comcast. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, without any notice, they just changed the package. So that weird. really made me mad. But I know, and you you pay so much anyway for stupid Comcast. You know, and then you have to get like, and what are they doing putting TCM with a sports package? It's but so anyway, weird. Yeah, it was weird. it was TCM and uh cmt which i'm like is it just the uh <laughs> is it just the uh t the the, the channels with tcm right. in them <laughs> exactly just those letters <laughs> yeah but uh but anyway so <laughs> uh it's been really fun and i've been watching like i watched yesterday a letter to three wives yeah uh, that's, which was yeah so that's good. right it was on yesterday good stuff yeah it was so good and of course watching animation and watching stuff for all the podcasts and and it's kind of sad because this uh, month is going to be the spring season of four movies from Hallmark. Uh, is going to probably be the last new season that we're going to get for a while. Like they'll probably acquire and buy some old movies and different things like Canada movies. Yeah. Um, but as far as new movies made by them, because uh, they, they have such a short window right. of when they shoot and and edit and you know make the movies for hallmark so they they don't have anything for june brides they don't have anything for to our knowledge at least um anything for june brides which is in obviously in june uh they don't have anything for the summer and uh and that includes the last mystery that they have finished is the aurora tea garden which will air on april 14th and that'll be the last, I think, or the, in April will be one of the last uh, Hallmark movies new for a while. And, uh, and then it'll be acquisitions and, you know, and then as soon as they can, they're definitely going to get up there and start shooting. And, and they really, I mean, by the time June comes around, they're pretty heavy usually into Christmas season, yeah. Christmas shooting season. And right now they only have one 
Christmas movie shot for for uh, 2020 that we're aware of at least. And so anyway, that's my other part of my life. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Yeah. For a while, probably until fall, we probably won't get any new new Hallmark movies just because there's no no time to shoot them. Yeah, everything's just so weird. Shut down. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So this month i thought it would be fun to talk about a movie that i feel is very underrated and this is actually the second time that i've done a podcast on this movie uh it's called smurfs the lost village and i usually try not to repeat but i feel like it's been long enough uh, because when it first came out i was really surprised by the reviews and i felt like i wanted to to do my part i guess and so I had yeah. my friend Mike from Cartoon Karma come on and we discussed the movie. And, uh, and so that's, that's the other podcast I've done on it. But it was very interesting to go back and look at it again because it's been, uh, you know, this long distance. It's been three years. Three years, right? Yeah. And it was released in April, so it seemed kind of appropriate. And I don't know. I still find it underrated, especially visually. It's not perfect, but we'll, we'll talk about more some of the reasons why I like it. But uh, you had never seen this, correct? Correct. Although I, I wasn't necessarily against seeing it. I just didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I had read about it, you know, just being, being an animation fan and, yeah. and, and follower. And it sounded promising, you know, that they were going to return to a more, I mean, quote unquote, traditional kind of Smurf story and Smurfs. Uh, aesthetic yeah and which i thought was cool yeah because uh you know the uh, these live action movies that sony did the two live action movies if i'm not mistaken that they did were so dreadful i think yeah, i saw the first one and i couldn't bear to see the second one because it was just like <laughs> yeah what in the world these are so bad horrible you know so bad and um so i i appreciate that sony pictures animation trying to i think in a way reboot the smurfs you know yeah. uh, and i thought i thought that they, they, they crafted really quite a nice little movie yeah i mean that's the thing is that i admire about this movie is that there's two kind of different things that can happen in hollywood one you you're you've got a creative vision you're given a at least mostly chance of executing that creative vision and yeah sure the studio's involved and they they have budgets and they have other things so it's not like total free reign but for the most part you get to make the film that you want to make <clears throat> but then there's the other type of experience when somebody says uh here i'm hiring you to direct a smurfs movie go you know <laughs> go and do it yeah and so that's like two different experiences and i guess i really admire cuz i feel like this movie would have been so easy to phone in and oh, absolutely <laughs> we, we've had the two nobody's expecting this movie to be good mm-hmm. nobody's expecting it to have beautiful animation nobody's expecting and you could have just easily just phoned it in not tried and i admire the fact that i really think this is the best smurfs movie you could make I'm not yeah. saying it's perfect for a smurfs movie they took it seriously and they made the best movie they could make yeah 
And that's what I admire. I mean, that's kind of what I admire about the Barbie movies. They have, <laughs> they have a lot of flaws, but I, I just admire the fact that these movies that are strictly made to sell toys, period, end of story, they're made to sell dolls, um, that they're made for kindergartners and under, mm-hmm. that, they, that, that they try as hard as they do to make something that's decent. Yeah. You know, that they try to get decent voice performers, that they try to have pretty good stories, that they, that they, have, uh, they have symphony orchestras performing the scores. They don't need to do that. This is right. for pre-K. <laughs> like, they don't need to do that. <laughs> and so I guess that's why I, I admire this in particular. And uh, I think that Kelly Asbury, I think that he did the best that he could. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can really ask from people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, I think that it wasn't given, I mean, everybody has the reasons for liking or disliking something and that's fine. But I do feel like there was definitely a predisposition to not like this movie, uh, because of the other two had been so bad. Yeah, I think so too. I really think that, I mean, I don't know if I'd call Smurfs fatigue, but I think it was mm-hmm. Smurfs, uh, a, a leeriness, you know, or, or something yeah. or just like, people were like, ew, no, I don't want to see another Smurfs movie from Sony yeah. because those other two were dreadful, you yeah. know? I mean, I would be so thrilled if one Illumination movie tried this hard. Tried yeah. this, yeah, tried this animation so hard. Tried to have a story that actually had meaning mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it wasn't just a bunch of butt jokes and I, I would I would just, they, but they don't. They don't. And no, uh, no. so I don't know. It's it's really it's an interesting it's an interesting little film, I think. And so I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, and I had seen it in the theater. I think it, I, I just uh, I I had been able to get. I, it was in that time when I wasn't on the screening list, uh, but I you know I did the <laughs> I I was I was doing the thing where I waited in the lines and. Yeah, got in and that whole, the, yeah, whole thing free pass for the early screening oh wait no now i remember they did a uh a weekend one day oh, okay saturday a saturday at matinee kind yeah. of before the week before it opened yeah yeah and that's where that's i got right. first and then i think maybe i even did a screening i can't remember but i know they they did that yeah and, i think i vaguely remember that because i think i was like, considering going and something happened and i, I yeah no but yeah and so anyway it's uh i i liked it i thought it was so i saw it before everybody else and then i came and did my review and i was pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed it and uh so let's let's talk about did you ever watch the smurfs like as as a kid you know not faithfully but i did you know i was aware of the cartoon yeah and i think i had family members that 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 liked it and and uh i i like i've always thought that it was a that the characters were cute yeah like and 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 i know this sounds weird but i, I mean i like the 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 shade of blue yeah you know, that they were very i thought that i thought that that was very uh appealing and i think i just thought that the art was 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 yeah, very and, appealing generally yeah and that was a problem with the one of the many problems with the live action version yeah they kind of look muted and wrinkly and just oh, not very what? cute 
whoever created the color of yeah. those of those CGI Smurfs was like, what are you thinking? Like yeah. they, didn't, they didn't they didn't even match what yeah. what was going on with Smurfs. That was so weird. So yeah. weird to me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, but so again, not familiar, but not like devoted. You know what yeah. I mean? I I knew who they were. Uh, but we we didn't watch very much television growing up. But like we would watch movies and Disney and stuff like that. But we, as far as you know, Saturday morning TV that kind of thing, we we hardly watched any of it. And so, uh, but I I knew who they were. But but anyway, and so this movie it starts off introducing us to our world to the Smurf Smurf Village, and uh, we learn the uh, the different different Smurfs. Uh, that we have we've got the <laughs> we've got brainy smurf and uh and uh nosy smurf and i mean part of the problem with with making a smurfs movie as opposed to a tv show which is just 30 minutes it's not the same but working with a movie is that because these characters are so defined you can't really have them grow that much i mean right. it's it's not that different than the seven dwarfs but exactly. The seven dwarfs are side characters. They're not the main. Yeah, movie. they're not the main character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's only seven of them. It's a little different than a whole village, but it's it's hard because yeah, you can't have your characters grow much. It's if they are defined as grumpy Smurf, like what are they gonna or grouchy Smurf, like what are they going to do? Uh, and and I did kind of laugh thinking this time I'm like. I wonder when they get assigned a name. Like, what's the... <laughs> right. They look at, like, some little baby Smurf, and they're like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they procreate, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> right. And how did Papa Smurf get to be Papa Smurf? You yeah, know? I don't know. And yeah. get that red hat. That seems to be a token of leadership. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got the red hat and the red pants. and Because uh, <laughs> we see that later. Yeah. With Willow, she also has a red hat. And I'm like... What is happening? What's, what what's is this magic? Going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you got the the eat a table. Yeah, <laughs> which you know they threw they threw in some fun, some pretty funny gags, yeah. you know, in that. And I thought that opening sequence was really cute because it mm-hmm. sets up it sets up the story, but then again, it sets up that really glorious animation that they got throughout this yeah. film. I, I I thought the character designs were were spot on versus again the icky live yeah. action hybrid thing that these characters look like i remember them from the tv show yeah you know it's from the 2d really inviting and it is it's, it's so just, cute and mm-hmm. and uh yeah inviting is a perfect word the the uh just all the different natural elements all the all the bugs and things it just it's it's really cute mm-hmm. and i think Instantly, I think any any child would just be eating it up. You know, would be totally enjoying it. But I decided it was really it was well crafted too, and, and a lot of depth in, in, with the with the CGI, with the backgrounds. I thought the trees were beautiful, and the lighting was really good. Yeah, and and it just really impressed the animation. Yeah, you know, throughout Me too. I think that it has a brightness and a color, and, mm-hmm. and a, especially once we get into the forest, that is just beautiful yeah and that it was we, really beautiful that we really don't see that much in cgi uh in the uh in the trolls movie they kind of got a little bit of that because of the 
I mean, that movie has lots of problems, but the animation has a felt like quality that looked really cool and, and, uh, and the bright colors and sort of, but I, I think that this, I think is even better uh, with that same, and in many ways, I think Trolls is very similar to Smurfs uh as far as this like little tribe of happy you know kind of yeah people and but i think the story is better here and i think that the animation is better here because in the trolls movie you don't really get like landscapes uh right. in in the same thing so i i don't know i think it's interesting but yeah i i don't know i just i think that that's probably the biggest way i think this movie is underrated is i think the animation is beautiful yeah i never got tired of looking at yeah. it at all. And, and some some of the movies that are made more on the cheap mm-hmm. i you know i get instantly fatigued i mean yeah i'm talking about like norm of the north i mean that type of right. stuff which i mean these movies i know that some of these filmmakers work really hard but yeah they just don't look good you know and and, and you just like okay when is this gonna end i mm-hmm. never felt that way once during this first movie which yeah. i thought was really tribute to the animators yeah like i feel like i'm kind of a i can be a bit of an apologist for those kind of movies because uh because i don't know like i i I can get used to that kind of animation if so if the rest of the stuff is good then i'm like come on give it a chance but like not norm of the north that was terrible but um but uh but yeah this is definitely on another it's another discussion yeah then i and i mean i think it's as beautiful as in uh, the the most recent How to Train Your Dragon movie, when they have the scene where they go and uh, they visit the alphas and you see the fluorescent world of the dragons. And it's beautiful, but I think this is equally beautiful. I really do. It did so, a great job. Yeah. yeah. But, and we'll particularly talk about some, some standouts uh, that I have. And so, yeah, it's a fun little opening. Uh, it, you know, Smurfs are what they are. Like they can't, they have to work with what they have yeah. and they're characters that have a distinguishing trait. And so I thought they tried to kind of have fun with it and, uh, and, you know, enjoy that. And then they quickly narrow things down to four Smurfs, uh, basically pop it maybe if you wanted to include it. So uh, the, the question is, is that uh, who is Smurfette? Cause everybody Smurfette. else has this, everybody has all these defining characteristics and, well, and they're all male. And they're all male. <laughs> and what's like about it, because there's this other tribe that's all female. But the thing yeah. about that that I kind of wonder, and this is definitely overthinking it, but if because in, in the case of this these Smurfs, there is at least one female, so they know <clears throat> the difference, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas in the in the female tribe, they're all women. And if you grew up being all women would you even know that that you're a woman you like you know what i'm saying like you would yeah you even know and that there was another thing i mean it's just well, kind of like the mascara in yeah. wonder woman yeah and i don't think that they it seemed to me that the women didn't know yeah that there that like, there were that there were men <laughs> like they would say things like come on girls and things like that but but uh it, it i think that meant something different Mm-hmm. to them than it would to the other because at least you had one female character yeah in the in that tribe but nobody knows what her purpose is and so yeah. that becomes kind of the theme of the movie the theme. and then i mean and, and, and it's interesting i mean it becomes kind of a smurfette origin story because yeah and 
and again, I don't know if that if that's if this is true to any of the source material. Don't know. Yeah, me either. But but I thought I but it was a good way to set it up. I thought that Smurfette actually was was created by the villain of the Smurfs world, Gargamel. Yeah. Kind of the wannabe wizard. And and uh he created her out of clay and with the sole purpose of leading him to the Smurfs to to uh um, right. take him out, right? Yeah. And that Papa Smurf then uses uses his magic and turns her good. And like I, I know, and this is a nitpick, but I know that the, the original design, this is true to the original design, but I, I don't love Smurfette's character design. She's probably my least favorite of all the Smurfs, mm-hmm. especially her, her high heels. Her heels. I hate that. I, I hate that. <laughs> well, it seems like it's such a kind of a Minnie Mouse, Daisy Duck kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I just wonder, again, again, maybe they were just keeping it true to the the source material but yeah it, it it seems a little out of character as well as like a little out of like what the smurfs are kind of all about yeah i mean they always have in these kind of movies you have your easy gender identifiers yeah <clears throat> like speaking of minnie mouse not only is she usually wearing a dress but she almost always has a bow like a bow is a gender identifier yeah. you would never see a, a male character with a bow yeah so it immediately tells your brain this is a female and so which well, it's fine i'm fine with that but i'm fine with gender identifiers but i just I really don't like the high heels i just don't well, like it no that's a good i mean I, you know i appreciate what you're saying and with men it's like they have this funky combo pant shoe thing <laughs> they do. Yeah. you know yeah because 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 they clearly have some kind of shoes because they're the way that, I mean, I don't think that these are shaped right around their feet per se, you know, some kind yeah. of protective thing. <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk to Peyo or, you know, the, the, right. uh, <laughs> like, take us behind the scenes with this <laughs> clothing design. Right. <laughs> so what did you think of Gargamel in the movie? A lot of people are like, Oh, he's a sniveling bad guy, but, at least for me, especially during in 2017, I was kind of glad to see a sniveling bad guy because I just we've seen so many movies with this big surprise reveal villain. Yeah. That I miss movies with sniveling bad guys sometimes. Yeah. You know, with the witch at the cauldron and the ha ha and the laugh and the yeah. I miss that. We don't. We never get it anymore. And. So, you know, in Rain Wilson, he was having fun, I think. Yeah, I thought Rain Wilson was one of the reasons why it worked. And also, the animation was really good. You know, yeah. I, I liked I, I liked it, too. And, 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 you know, for the reasons that you're saying, it's just like, he's a villain. And I was so glad, number one, also, it's not like we got some Gargamel origin story either. Right, you know? and we don't like, need a tragic backstory for every single villain. Exactly. <laughs> so I was really happy about that. Yeah. And because Gargamel was just bad. And yeah. and and end of story. And he had a fun little interaction with his animal sidekicks, which which was stereotypical, but also fun. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, th- I thought that the, their their character designs were good. The the cat. And the bird, and mm, uh, I did too. And I liked his lair. I liked how he was just 
I mean, the cat was always a couple steps ahead of him and always annoyed with him. And again, it, it kind of fell into some tr- traditional things, but it was just, but it was fun and it worked. I thought it worked. It was nostalgic. Yeah, I, absolutely. I yeah. It really, it, it felt nostalgic, nostalgic and, and, and uh, it just worked, I thought, within the context of the movie. And again, I was just, as, mm-hmm. sorry, I'm repeating myself, but I was so no. grateful that they didn't go into some, <laughs> Poor God, yeah. was a misunderstood child. And yes. so, you know, he turned into the villain or whatever. And it's like, yeah. oh, please. Yeah, yeah I agree. He's I agree. just the villain. <laughs> yes. And so, the, yeah, you have Azrael the cat, Monty the bird that were a lot of fun. And then uh, you have, you find out the Gargamel created Smurfette. And uh, I did like the little joke with, uh, with, when uh hefty is trying to like give them some kind of communication i was like and i think it's Brit. no one understands your hand signals <laughs> because i am the worst if somebody's trying to kind of mouth something to me yeah. like across the room and they think they're being super clear i've never <laughs> have any idea what they're talking about ever and that, <laughs> so that made me laugh and <laughs> and so smurfette basically she sees these smurfs and she she thinks she she's worried because and uh, the gargamel is now looking for this lost village he's found this map and uh, so she's worried that they're going to be he's going to come and and uh, and take them and so she decides to go on this journey where she is going to uh going to try to tell them and find them and one little thing that i thought was so cute was that little like ladybug camera? Oh, I love that character. Thing. That was so yeah. cute. It was such a clever idea. That was such a clever idea. And I, I agree with you. And, and they used it in really good ways in the story. And, mm-hmm. and I thought it was something too that would probably really resonate with, with kids because yeah. they're all familiar with, you know, their parents having cell phones or they're playing with the cell phones themselves and using, you know, using it. And, yeah. And uh, I just really, I really liked that ladybug too. I thought, how it was a, a printer kind of a camera and all these different things, you know, that they would do. Yeah. Recorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, I, I don't love the pop songs in the movie. I think that's a flaw. Well, I got to tell you, that's probably one of my main complaints. Uh, um, and we, I know we we'll probably go into more detail with that yeah. too, scene by scene, but um, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't like the, I didn't like the pop songs. And, and I wondered about, I mean, I knew that Demi Lovato was the voice of Smurfette, you know, because they were advertising yeah. that big time, you know, when the movie was was in theaters. Uh, and I kind of wondered about that. Again, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Demi Lovato hater. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I think more, I'm just, I'm probably more ignorant than anything just because yeah. I know that she had stuff on Disney Channel and she's got, a, you know, she's a recording artist and she's saying let it go at the end of you know, the frozen credits yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. i i think but, that all of the voice cast is for the most part it's fine yeah but i think that it was a total waste of money i i mean and we can say this about many films but uh even something like frozen 2 uh some of that casting did not need the voice talent for like hardly any time at all two lines or whatever yeah yeah the yeah. sterling brown like yeah his character what uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, this cast is so bloated, so, mm-hmm. so bloated for characters that, uh, I mean, literally have one scene that yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
that I mean, maybe some people had fun with the fact that Gordon Ramsay is the baker, but you yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a throwaway thing too. It's like maybe an adult would get it, maybe wouldn't, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I really like and I admire Mandy Patinkin a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting choice for Papa Smurf. Maybe not my first choice. Yeah, I can agree with but, that. Uh, but still, I mean, it was it was it was a choice they went, and I was like, well, I'm glad that at least they got a kind of an A-list actor. You know, I mean, yeah. he's, really, he's really good. Actor. I mean, since he's basically the narrator, you need a. I that's I have no problem having a yeah. big name talent for that. Yeah. And really, any of the four lead characters, then it's. I mean, and granted, they probably just got a pay at pay. Like, I don't think that they right. got like, tons of money for coming in. And, you know, Gordon Ramsay wasn't getting tons of money. But nevertheless, I do think it was a very bloated cast. And yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's just, it's annoying for somebody who values voice actors and the amazing work that they do. Yeah. That, uh, that, they, that this happens. Uh, and, uh, but I did like, I think my favorite of the cast is probably... Uh, Jack McBrayer. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say, Jack McBrayer, I mean, he's just so fun mm-hmm. in anything he does, right? Yeah. And and I felt like he was really trying to make clumsy his own character. It wasn't like it was just Pixie Felix, you know, with the different, I thought he was really trying. But yeah, it's still so distinct, uh, distinctly him, you know, Jack McBrayer. <laughs> you just <laughs> instantly know, you hear it and you're like, oh yeah, that's Jack McBrayer, you know. Yeah. Some of the other ones I had to look up, like, now, who's Brainy? You know, and I know that he's an animation voice actor, Danny Pudi, but, yeah. but, um, but I, mean, I didn't recognize of, him right off the bat. You know? Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Jack McBriar is a voice actor. He, yeah, that's a good point. He does, like, he was on Wonder Over Yonder. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So, I, you know, it, it's more so than, like, why did they need Julia Roberts? To Julia play Roberts. What? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was not necessary at all michelle rodriguez i mean i know that they needed to find somebody with some serious attitude which michelle rodriguez is really good at doing yeah but yeah julia roberts so that was the one (laughs) really (laughs) yeah and that one probably was expensive to get yeah and not that she had that many lines either but i bet because she doesn't show up until what act three or the end of act two like it would have made way more sense to have like angela lansbury as I think as Willow, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, so what did you think of Hefty in this movie? Cause it's kind of weird. Like in one way, I kind of like the fact that you have this sort of jock type character that's actually sweet and kind of, I don't know that sweet and protective and, and, in a, in a good way. In yeah. other ways, he's kind of weird. The way, yeah. he, the way he keeps saying things like, uh well i've always uh i've always uh thought you were pretty like just in in things that it's like it's he says things like that that should be kind of awkward but then the script doesn't treat it as awkward right you know what Uh, i'm saying yeah um i didn't think that the the character of hefty was really that great um yeah it's it's joe i always forget how you pronounce his name (laughs) <laughs> Man- Man- manganini manganini yellow Mella, Man- something like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was um, kind of weird like he was sort of possessive of her yeah 
calm down like yeah i thought that 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 was that was i thought a little weird i mean clearly he was the one who was at least vocalizing the strongest feelings for smurfette yeah for sure and maybe you know the the idea was they would get together they don't in the movie spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) nobody gets together with smurfette but um and I felt again, just it was, I guess, you know, just a, just a choice from from the filmmakers as far as here they had to put four characters together that were going to have some conflict, mm-hmm. and you know, and just in, in one yeah. of those kind of team situation yeah. movies, and so they those are the stereotypes yeah. that they you know that they picked so i just again and it's not a deal breaker but it was no just it wasn't a deal breaker and it was kind of funny and he's got he's breaker. got that tattoo mm-hmm. you know got his which, heart on his sleeve right? <laughs> just, Literally. which is kind of funny but then also kind of like what the smurf with yeah. the tattoo you know so I, I don't know. there were moments in this i i didn't love the songs but i i did uh i did like the score pretty well i think and it's by somebody named Christopher Lenertz. I don't know even what else he's done. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with his work I either. Yeah. But I thought the score. I thought the score was solid. Yeah, yeah that's what much, I think. Solid. Much better than any of the pop songs. I, I the, yeah, the agreed. pop songs. I I hated the pop song. I mean, hates the strong word, but I really didn't care yeah. for the pop songs. But the animation around them was fine, so yeah. I, that kind of kept me watching. Agreed. Whereas I, I was still like rolling my eyes, like, "Are you kidding me? Who picked this music?" You know. Yeah. And again, I'm not the target audience. I wonder if the target audience liked the music or if they even really knew Maybe. or cared. You know, but but I did love. I I thought it was a pretty funny joke when Papa Smurf comes in and finds finds them and it's like the first one is you know the 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 whole movie trope where you put stuff under the bed to try to look like you're in there and he's like (laughs) and the final one it's like uh apples or whatever it's like you're not even trying (laughs) that made me laugh that was yeah that was those are good gags i thought too Uh, yeah uh and good just kind of good editing you know for lack of a better term just the way that the, the yeah you know the pacing is good in this movie too, mm-hmm. which I yeah, think it's is, only 90 uh, minutes yeah which is a real strong point because I never felt like it really dragged once it, mm-hmm. everything just kept moving and I kept waiting for it just to be stupid and it never really did you know mm-hmm. it just it uh uh and I don't mean to digress us from our or take us off direction here from the from our you know narrative discussion yeah. but still though that was that was something that, that still that just impressed yeah, me I think so it. me too and so you see this when they get in the uh, in the villa in the village in the forest, and there's the whole scene with the flowers trying to eat them, and and then you see that same thing happen to Gargmel and the um and his group there, yeah. And then you see that Clumsy gets the dragonflies eggs, and I I thought that was beautiful, like the dragonflies. They looked really pretty. The color, yeah. The- I, I, I again just tribute to the animators because it's really yeah. It looks mm-hmm. that that lighting at those was really really pretty. Yeah. yeah. And then I loved the whole scene in the tunnels, uh, not only just for the colors and the the atmosphere and everything, but also I thought the editing was really solid in those scenes. Yeah. 
it would go from a one shot to to a block three shot uh and you'd see all all of the uh you'd see the panels showing all of the tunnels um yes. on the screen and uh i thought that you know just the they, they had those test tube lights and so that created a cool environment and then once you see the rabbits and their light it just looked cool I agree. I, I like that. I thought what they did with those those translucent rabbits was really mm -hmm. great. So you mentioned kind of that how to train your dragon mm -hmm. uh, stuff, but but uh, just the colors they were able to get was really neat, really striking. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and just something that you just haven't really I you know I haven't really seen a lot. Yeah. Of in in, in CG and, animation. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they get outside. It, the music changes to sort of a western sort of motif going on uh -huh. as they're riding the rabbits down the valley basically yeah so that was really well done and you know and there's some funny jokes too in those scenes like clumsy and i've, I've eaten all the i've eaten all my rations <laughs> thing. um Poor clumsy is having a breakdown. I know. I'm freaking out. <laughs> Which again, perfect for Jack McRae, you know. Yeah. 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 And so everything in the in the forest is just like we said it a million times, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I really just enjoyed that. And particularly once they get to the river, I think the double river with the river in the sky or whatever is, I mean I I really think it's some of the most beautiful CGI animation since Wally. -E. That mm -hmm. may sound over the top, but I just think that is gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I agree. Yeah. Beautiful. I really do. Yeah. And uh, so then, uh, and, and basically like Smurfette at this point thinks that her mission in life is to find these Smurfs and to t warn them. That's her, her job. And uh, so, you know, that's, it's interesting. You have a scene on the river where they actually, where Hefty decides to save Gargamel and uh, and brainy doesn't want to and there's sort of a a battle between the two of them and <clears throat> and also uh, uh brainy gets his guidebook destroyed he's because he's like a boy scout i guess in the smurfs yeah the smurfs world and you don't actually meet the new smurfs until the 48 minute mark yeah in a 90 it's minute like movie well, yeah, it's almost like the third act, you know, the mm -hmm. end of the second act is when we finally meet this, you know, lost village, the inhabitants of the lost village. Yeah. And I think it's tricky in this day and age to make a movie with such clear sort of gender division. Like mm -hmm. these things are girls, these things are boys. And, you know, that's controversial in these days, but... I feel like they did just about a good as as good a job as possible to do uh but I, I felt like they had a there wasn't like only sort of girls going to the salon and shopping or something like that like there was a number of different personalities different types and yeah and it uh, was like it was almost just like identical with with the boys village you know in mm -hmm. that they yeah they had these different types and they were they were really nature oriented i mean mm -hmm. sorry for the star wars comparison but i was calling them the smurf ewoks you know okay, i yeah. mean they they live in tr in the trees and they use a lot of uh leaves and things as part of their uh 
mm-hmm. clothing and their and yeah. some of their battle gear, you know. And that I thought was, that was so cute. I like the really designs. Natural. I like the design a lot. And yeah. and they're yellow. They're wearing yellow, mm-hmm. yellow togs, you know, and, and and those cute Smurf hats. And um, and again, a very complimentary color. I thought to just to just to the whole color palette. Yeah. And um, you know, look look great. And, and yeah, I agree with you. I thought they were really cute. And uh, you know, you have Smurf Blossom and Smurf Willow are probably the two main characters. Yes. And Surf uh, Blossom is super, you know, hyperactive and whatever. And she's uh, Ellie Kemper. Is that right? Is that am I saying that the name of that yeah, actress? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was cute. Yeah. I liked that. And like she was good. Yeah, it's Smurf, Smurf Willow. Julie Roberts is fine. It was just completely unnecessary for yeah. her to be in their role. She does just fine. But uh, when we find out that Gargamel accidentally, accidentally read the map wrong, and so he's going to, this, to the Swamp of No Returns, and <laughs> probably my favorite joke in the whole movie. Maybe this is puerile, but I thought it was funny. He gets bit on the butt by the, uh, by the piranha or whatever, and he's like, He's like, oh no, they're bottom feeders. <laughs> I laughed at that joke. That made me laugh. <laughs> that was funny. And just great delivery by Rain Wilson, you know. Yeah. And and great animation, you know. Just yeah, the, I liked the whole world of the Swamp of No Return. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was it was really, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, and so eventually Gargamel gets back to the village and the 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 girl smurfs think that that smurfette has basically brought gargamel to them the reverse of what's actually true and so you know she they're they're really mad at her and and so smurfette is really sad and they end up he ends up uh, taking a bunch of them into cages and whatever and uh, so uh, you know, she says, you know, I'm not a real Smurf. And, oh, we also, Papa Smurf comes. And uh, they all get frozen and taken. And, and uh, the little ladybug, she she draws a picture of the four main Smurfs to cheer Smurfette up and uh, remind her. That was really cute. That was cute, too. Yeah. And so... Basically, Gargamel's trying to get the Smurf magic from the Smurfs, and there's like this extractor kind of machine or something going on, and so they have uh, the, um, so Smurfette comes and tries to pretend that she's on Gargamel's side to try to distract him so that they could get out, and then there's this basically this kind of magic battle between her and Gargamel, and everybody gets free, but then, uh, he, but Gargamel ends up in the back in the river of no swamp of no return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so this is where I, I like the ending to the movie, but I do think it's a little, they maybe took themselves a little too seriously. Yeah. And this is a Smurfs movie. I don't think we need a Christ metaphor. Like yeah. it's a little much. It was that, that was a little <laughs> much for me. I mean, I appreciate the sacrifice of Smurfette, Smurfette because Smurfette actually, by saving, you know, by by combating Gargamel, while he gets you know kicked out and flown to this to the you know yeah. the, the outer regions, she turns back into clay. 
Right. Where she it gets a total Christ metaphor. Oh, absolutely. She sacrifices herself for her people. She she is like she's gone for yeah. like, what a couple days. I don't know how long. And yep. then she rises. She's resurrected back. <laughs> yeah. Now, and the, that the was other... a little much for. Yeah, that was that that was a little that was a little much. And you know the the whole kind of Snow White thing going on too with all the sad Smurfs and yeah and stuff over it. Um, and them uh, saying she was the truest Smurf of all. I she know. didn't know. And Which I didn't. I didn't love that. I mean, because because clearly she's like. Well, she's coming back. I mean, you know, I mean, not Obviously, that I knew yeah. that for sure, but it's like she's got to be coming back. Yeah, but, but that that was not my favorite. Like, I feel like she could have just rescued them, and that's fine. And oh, you really did, you know, love us all along, and and there you go. That's the end. Or, you don't, I don't think she needed to come back from the grave. <laughs> well, and I and I again, maybe I don't want Mitch to overthink it. And again, I'm not that familiar with the source material, so you know, my apologies for that, but. I don't really understand the Smurf magic because yeah, um, Papa Smurf, when when Smurfette shows up and she's like at the very beginning of the film and she's straight right. from Gargamel and she's like straight up evil, right? He like just goes all Captain Neo on her and changes her, you know? He like <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever, whatever stuff he's sh- whatever stuff he's shooting at her and 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 she changes into Smurfette, you know, and and. Uh, I was initially I was expecting them to be like kind of sad for a minute, and then for Papa Smurf to do the same thing to like shoot the magic pat things out yeah. of his, his 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 hands, and but it took the whole village, you know, kind of right. gathered around her, <laughs> and then I don't know how many how long they were crying around her, but they were all holding yeah. hands, and right? Whatever. Anyway, I don't understand this whole I don't understand it either, and and then the movie ends with a dance uh, montage, which. which the dancing is cute. I hate that song. But that's oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't like the song, and I hate that trope in animated films. I, I do too. <laughs> like, and and all the studios are are are. Uh, They're guilty of it. All of them. We got it into Zootopia. We got it in yeah, Zootopia. <laughs> I mean, it's it's in you know, it's in everything from yeah, Mulan to you know. I mean, just, yeah. Uh, it was in um. Uh, well, certainly Shrek movies for sure. Oh yeah, have it. Uh, the uh, I think it's is it. I feel like there's other Disney movies that have it, but my mind is. I think in Hercules they have it. Uh, there's just a bunch yeah. of animated films who have the dancing montage to end the movie, and I hate that trope. I don't know. It's just. I mean, it's not like I'm anti-dance, but. It's just so, I just feel like it's so lazy. It's like, okay, we're out of story. Yeah, that was Edward Dancy. <laughs> everybody dance and we'll just kind of do like some side gags. And yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, again, I, I, I didn't, I, you know, didn't like, I didn't care for the song. And it was just like, no. uh, but, but again, the characters are cute. But yeah. So there we go. That is Smurfs the Lost Village. Thoughts from Twitter. Jaden uh, says, I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and I actually really liked it and it and find it really underrated. Uh, Christian Paystrup, he says, honestly, I haven't seen it. I do remember at least seeing the trailers. Alonzo Duraldi says, the only Smurfs movie I liked. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garrison says, yeah, of the three most recent Smurf films, I would say it was by far my favorite. 
Uh, and then uh, Matthew says, Matthew Arnold says, I enjoy the Smurfs anyway, so it had that working for me. Plus, never had the weird I hate Sony animation bias. Some had pre-Spider-Verse. Uh, some pretty animation, a fun story, and a voice cast that filled their roles well. I mean, in fairness, I think that Sony earned that reputation with making a string of terrible films. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that you have to judge each film as its own. I w there will be no human being more thrilled than if I go to see an Illuminations film and I am blown away and I think it's yeah. great. I will be singing that film's praises for days because I want them to make a great movie. Yeah. I don't have, it's not like I'm like out to get illumination. I just think most right. of their movies have been trash mm -hmm. and I want them to make a good movie so bad. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I think these people that just have this weird bias about an animation company, it's just silly and stupid because anybody has the potential to make a good movie. These are talented, these are talented animators. So anyway, that's yeah. what I think. Um, let's see here. The uh, uh, Reg Arm, he says, this is one of those animated movies I will defend as being perfectly okay. Uh, Thomas Black Blaylock says, I enjoyed it. And I wonder what the critics were expecting. It's a Smurfs movie, of course. It's not super deep. And then uh, Yeah Boy says, it was an okay movie, six out of 10. I personally liked it, but I felt the story dragged on a bit too much, but the animation was very good. The setting was beautiful and it had a heartwarming ending. And then Spectre Trolls Hype says, I love this movie, but it was far, far too late to be made as Smurfs live action films destroyed the branding. Plus it didn't help that Trolls stole all their popularity a year and a half before this film came out. So there you go. I guess, no, so was Trolls? I was thinking it was later, but I guess it was it the year before. Was that 2016? Could be. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, so there we go. That's some thoughts from Twitter and about Smurfs the Lost Village. So, uh, so yeah. Let us know if you're if you're listening what you think about this film, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And so, Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark, and I also have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. I just did two reviews today on up, posted up to Rotten Tomatoes. So still trying to put out content and still trying to stay as active as a critic as I can. So I'd love your thoughts on all of that. And, uh, and make sure you check out our patron page, which the support is so appreciated right now. Really, really means a lot to us. And when then we also have our merch store, which you get animation, hashtag animation junkie shirts, and they're really fun. So check that out. And thanks again for talking about this movie with me. And we will talk again in a couple uh, next month about another obscure animation. If you have any suggestions for obscure animation, put those in the comment section. And uh, yeah, we'll talk next month. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>